Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our A Conversation With series, where we invite pros from all walks of our industry to have a chat with us about their background and experiences, and then we finish it off with a little Q&A from the audience. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Today we have a very familiar face on our stream, along with, of course, an even more familiar face, David. Um... We have, uh, of course, Sir Wade coming on today. I'm actually quite excited about the, today's uh, chat because I haven't I haven't spoken to Sir Wade in quite some time, um, which I assume is because he's probably been um, up to his eyeballs in um, in the many things that he uh, usually spends his time doing. So I think we'll probably get a good good dose of of Sir Wade update um, in today's chat, and um, you know we're gonna just sort of let the conversation go where it usually goes, like we usually do. So let's bring in our faithful uh, co-pilot, Mr. David Hubert. Hello. Hey, Rent. Is my mic on? Yeah. It's Your on. mic is on. Yep, absolutely. Seems that I saw you just a few hours ago. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We have a lot of streams this week. We have uh, two Q&A yesterday. We have this today. And then actually tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, there's um, something with... Um, Kind of a bit of a, spe a special, a special meet the expert um, mm. with um, one of uh, one of anima, anima warriors warriors, and so it'll be a, a good one as well. Yeah, that's we we, we kind of pile them up. So we started. Oh, let's do a conversation once a week. Oh, let's do a Q and A once a week, and let's have some meet of the expert, and let's do this bingo thing. And they're just piling up to a point like we're almost streaming every day yeah. now. <laughs> I know it's. it's <laughs> Well, it's kind of like once you once you start, it kind of just it just you keep thinking of new cool things to to, to stream, and then uh, one thing leads to another. And next, you know, all you have is a whole pile of streams. So I'm yeah. um, I want to bring in Sir Wade. Sir Wade is, I think, uh, conducting some sort of um, ritual um, in his uh, in his studio here. It looks like I don't know if if I if I bring him in now if he's going to rise into the shot like a. Uh, like a phoenix set of his own ashes or what i I'm, I'm almost curious i don't know whether to do it or whether i should maybe sir wade can send send me a sign <laughs> amazing amazing so apparently i can summon him in as a phoenix and we're going to see what that looks like i don't know if you've got any special vfx plan for this particular arrival but i guess we're all about to find out <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh man, he's ascended. You've ascended. <laughs> oh <Hello>. man. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's like I feel like I'm playing WoW. I'm I'm, I'm doing the Kyrian the Kyrian Covenant quest line all over again for all the, all the WoW nerds out there. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's nice to Ramp, see you've risen from the grave. You yes. you'll need to ramp up you get ramp up your, your game because that's that that's I know. just I know. on another level. <laughs> I know. See, I just have all the gear for show. He has it for like good reason, and he uses it. He leverages it. This is, yeah, this is the difference between me and Sir Wade. See, that, that's the difference difference between us, amateur and professional that <laughs> yeah. actually do, do that yeah. properly stream. Yeah, yeah. We really only have you on here, Sir Wade, so you can shame us into showing us how it's really done. So oh, thank good. you, thank you for that. <laughs> how are Absolutely, you doing? Anytime. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You've been busy. I've, I've. Uh, our little bird told me you've been very busy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the little bird what was else? you, actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is for the weak, right? I mean, like, who really yeah. needs sleep? What anyways? is that? Sleep? Oh, yeah. Right. No, that thing. Yeah. I don't get that. Vaguely that. familiar. Yeah. How, how many projects do you have on, on, on your plate currently in, in oh, general? God. I don't know. If I had to tell you the number of active tasks I have in my, mm. it just goes. I just scroll. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. I feel that we're just going to dive right, right in. How do you keep track of everything? Mm. Software, tricks, or best practice, or all of the above or nothing, and it's just chaos management? How, how do you keep track of, of stuff? Very poorly. Um, <laughs> as, you, as you both have experienced when you try to get a hold of me, and sometimes you're like, it's been several days. We haven't, is he dead? Uh, Can we call the police? <laughs> <laughs> It's a mess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not great at a lot of different, like I try a lot of different softwares and mm. tools and things because by it without doing anything, it's just chaos management. Like you said, yeah. there's just too many platforms, too many apps, too many things going on and reminders. And my phone has all the <clears> notifications <throat> turned on. So just everything's always going at once. Yeah. And so I'm currently trying Asana, which yeah. you guys use. Good. Yep. Um, yep. I like it. I, I tried Monday for a while. I liked Monday. I had a cool interface, but it was just so expensive. I couldn't mm. justify it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I use Asana, but I don't actually use it. I like I go in there once every other week and like look mm. at the stuff and say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that thing. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> actively like there's not uh, time to be in there and updating tasks. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the other thing. There are so many options out there that it's almost this analysis paralysis that just choosing which one uh, alone is enough to just say, ah, you know. And since we're not the best at managing our own time, we poorly manage our time to figure out what management app we should be using. Right. So, yeah, that's why I was curious. I mean, Asana, I'm trying, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I'm using it quote unquote which means that i open it maybe once a week just to show all the things that i forgot to follow up on <laughs> right and then i close it <laughs> i'm like okay if i don't see it I'll, I'll, it'll disappear <laughs> and then i scare myself again uh, a week after so yeah i don't I know how did uh... people use to manage their time before that they had all of those those tools oh, lots of paper <laughs> randomly yeah. scattered everywhere i saw this comic strip somewhere <clears throat> like a little panel somewhere I don't remember what it was or where it was, but it was this great little thing that says like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do today. And it was like all day later, like working, working, working. And then the other day, like, oh, good. Well, now I have everything in a list that I need to do. Yeah. Like, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. I think that was probably <laughs> actually the biggest thing that I, like where tools don't help me. Like I can, I haven't figured any of that out, but it's like, I used to make a list every day of the things I needed to do. And I would just work on that list all day. At this point, that's why I don't even check the apps anymore because there's not time to manage the yeah. things to manage. It's just, just do it. Do just start something and just hope yeah. you get it done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pick something and try to finish it. Yeah. No. It's almost like there's so much to do that you know that on a daily basis you will remember what are the most important, ur urgent, urgent thing, and you just you know move forward. Yeah. And anything that is important that you forget, someone somewhere is going to remind you. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. about it and anything that is not that important is just going to fade away and disappear <laughs> and never yeah. be fla flagged again yeah it's funny i feel that's that important yeah it's funny since we ha have you here i feel that we have a lot, a lot of casual question that we'll just uh, ask uh, so same as the management software what are you usually using for communication 
because <laughs> you are definitely not always easy to what is the best way to to have don't tell them that's only that's for us only sir don't <laughs> yeah. tell them. the funny don't thing is there them. isn't an answer to that i get that question a lot actually from you know many different people for many different reasons of all the people who are like hey i need to we might need to run this by you where should we I don't know. There's, there's not a good place. That's the just, thing. Just throw something over the fence and hopefully, hopefully it hits. Yeah. I think it's because I haven't, it's like, I don't have anything turned off. Like I don't have anything that's like disabled or not allowed. And so everything gets through. Yeah. And so nothing gets through. Right. It's yeah. um, um, because I'll get, I get every DM. I get every, like from all 18 <clears throat> platforms I'm on, like all the stuff. Um, it's like email is usually the thing I check most frequently, but it's also the thing that has the most like volume at once every day. And so I always yeah. tell people, eh, just stick with email because like I don't check my text messages. If I looked at my text messaging app, don't which do includes it. people that I know, I have 141 messages that I haven't opened. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. This, <laughs> this chat has turned into some sort of like uh, it's a it's a it's either a support group or maybe a little bit of an intervention. Maybe it's both. I don't know which one. Maybe yeah. it's all of the things. But that's I feel funny. that's something that we all experience. Maybe, you know, surveyed on an other level because you're part of so many different different things. But it, it's the same for me. I'm trying as much as I can to keep my inbox at, at zero. But it it always over in between 20 unread email and 100 unread email. And mm. I'm trying to, oh, okay, I'm down to 18. And then boom, 45 the next day. Mm. And then eventually the last 10 email, if they've been there for three months, I just, okay, select all, delete. That's not <laughs> going to be done anyway. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting how much there's information that we have to deal with, uh, both in the things that we need, the to-do list and the communication and, and all that. So for you, we should definitely develop. I'm sure there's a tool somewhere that's going to, okay, send this to survey, boom, it's going to send an email, it's going to contact you on Discord, <laughs> it's going to send you a Slack, it's going to send, it's oh, you going mean Wolf, all Wolf. over com? the place. <laughs> oh, that exists? I don't even know. It's from the office. It's one of oh. the things Ryan comes up with. Sends it, and like it's just yeah, he sends something and like everything just starts buzzing. I don't know. That, that that's, com. Yeah, I think sure. we, we I think at the very least we could maybe try a burner phone or something like that. You know, like it's sort of like a special <laughs> cell phone. You use it once and you have to and then you have to dramatically break it and throw it in the garbage after we call you with it. That could you be know, fun. I'm I'm only a step away from that. I have two phones. I have a work phone and a personal phone. Oh boy. And what's ended up happening? The one that has the 141 messages, that's the work phone. I don't yeah. even, I don't even <laughs> you don't look even at look the at personal that phone. Oh, my God. Legitimately, I look at it once a month. My parents hate it. Oh, man. I'm sure they do. It's, um, you know, it's it's funny because um, I can really relate to this idea of, of like, it feels like you're you're shoveling snow in a blizzard. You know what I mean? It's like you can keep you keep going, but it's just like you just keeps. It's just, it's just, it just feels like there's no end. I think that's the problem, I think. I think the, there's a gratification that comes with clearing inboxes and stuff like this, but it sort of loses its uh, its incentive. It loses that euphoric kind of endorphin-releasing moment when you never get to that inbox. That's Or if you do, it's only for like a split second, so you can't just gaze upon the, the splendor that is an, an empty inbox. It just, it's, it's crazy. I think the, my... I think that what I've been trying to do lately is try to just 
reduce it a little bit, like try to use a set, go in there, God forbid, and play with the notification settings. Cause usually they're all on by default, you know, just to try to manage it so that the, it's only the things you actually consider urgent are going to be poking you that when you get a notification, you know, you, you react to it. Like you can mute channels in Slack. And so they don't notify you. So you're only going to be like responding to the ones that you consider really, really important, but that takes time too. That's the problem, right? So you feel like the time you're doing that, then you're not actually getting other things done. I don't know. I, I totally, I totally feel you. Yeah, it's a pain. And, <laughs> I hate it. And, and that's that's a problem. I, I I was under the illusion that you know, oh, it's only because you know we're not professional managers, so we just don't know how how to do it. But then I started to have discussion with professional managers and, and previous work, and they were like, "No, dude, I, I receive six hundred email a day. There's yeah. no way I can keep up with <laughs> yeah. everything. It, it, it's just a curse <laughs> that we yeah. have to figure yeah. out." Uh, but it's interesting. It's you know how do you communicate uh, information? How do you get information from brain A to brain B? What is the tool that's going to be used? How important is it to communicate this mm -hmm. this information? That's the same thing when you're working at a studio. How many how many times are you like how can I even work? I have like seven meetings today, mm -hmm. and you're like okay, at, at least half of those meetings are not needed, but someone somewhere didn't know exactly who needed to have all this information. So like, okay, let's all gather in a room. Let's make sure that everyone has this information. Maybe only 20% in matter, but we don't know who's that 20%. So we'll make sure that everyone is there. And then you multiply this by everything. And it gets to a point that everyone is just jammed <laughs> with too many meetings. So anyway, it's a fun challenge for sure to uh, to, to tackle in our industry. I, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better just because Slack, it's interesting because it's trying to solve this problem in some ways, but it causes other problems because now you actually end up having, like unless you have a team that's very disciplined and they don't create all these splintered uh, conversations that are not like, like channel specific, what ends up happening eventually is you end up having people having conversations and sometimes on multiple servers, sometimes on multiple different threads. And it's like, David and I were like, okay, look, at least between us, the, what we what we figured out is like, let's at least use the proper server for the proper conversation. We're usually pretty good at that now, I think. So like if it's on a, for a specific job, it's like I communicate him there on that server for that reason. Um, and um, our little burner phone kind of a methodology, which doesn't always work because uh, I usually get buried in my work and I kind of get in the zone and I'm always checking my phone. But when he really needs to get home, he just sends me an actual text message. Text messages are considered like, that is like the pager you know, of, of, of the 1980s. So like when that goes off, it's like, oh, okay, I better return that call as opposed to the other stuff. It's like when I can get to it, I'll get to it. Because I mean, because how else, like how else, like it's like you said, like it gets, so there's so many notifications all the time. Where's the triage there? You know, like yeah. how do you then now know which one to respond to first? You need some DEF CON level that sort of tells you which one is, what, what the priority is. And I guess what Dave and I have decided is that it's a different medium that we use in order to like have that extra separation. Yeah. There's actually an even more efficient way to reach out. Oh to yes, don't friend. don't bother, <laughs> don't bother. Uh, uh, smoke signals? No, it's it's actually it's actually my my uh, my wife. She's 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 often on the same Slack channel, so David can always poke at me like, "Geez, Brent's alive." If, if I need Brent to answer to something urgent within two minutes, I text yeah. Christine, his wife, and say, uh, "Christine, sorry, could you please get yeah. Brent's attention?" It never fails. It's yeah. always, always working. Yeah. Uh, uh, sir, more, sir, wait, um, 
most of the of our audience today uh, know you from uh, your YouTube channel. So let's let's go a little bit back in time, and that's something that we already uh, discussed. But for those that might not be aware, how is this idea of starting your own uh, YouTube channel started? Uh, this motivation to share with the, the the world your vision in the industry and and whatnot. It was mostly just that I made what I wanted to see. That's like a good like bullet point tip mm. for anybody who mm. else is trying to make a YouTube channel or something is like make what you want to watch or movies or games or whatever. Make what you want to play. Make what you, you know. But um, that was kind of it. Like I wanted to learn animation and there wasn't really a place online to just go and find as a resource or to hear experiences. And so I figured, well, for two or three years, I figured I should do this. And then I never did it. And then eventually Sorry, I decided. What year was it? Oh, gosh. Let's see. I think I had the idea. Well, I'll come back to that. <laughs> I think I made the channel in 2017. So it's been four-ish years since I've been doing it. But I think 2013 or 14 is when I had the initial idea. Like, I should do, I should do that. And I sat on it for about the same amount of time as I've been doing it for. Imagine <laughs> if I hadn't. But um, it's funny. The thing is when I was going to come back to you, the... I forgot about this, but on like reflecting and telling the story lots of times, I've realized that I've actually wanted to be a um, like a, a streamer and a YouTuber separately. I've wanted to be each of those things since like for about 10 years or so. Um, I actually tried to be a streamer. Well, not try. Well, I <laughs> put into the world my intentions to like start the process. Um, at the time, I didn't have very good friends. And so um, they actually... I had a couple friends who basically talked me out of it and uh, said, that's never going to work. No. And uh, <laughs> there was a time where I just, I didn't have the confidence to say, no, I'm going to try it anyway. So I was just like, oh, well, mm. but I, I, there was a time in 2012 where I was like, I'm going to be a streamer. I'm going to, I'm going to make this type of content. I'm going to make, I'm actually going to be like a game streamer, do let's plays, all this stuff. And uh, it just seemed like a lot of fun, but then I got talked out of it and like, oh, you'll never this and that and this and that all of which i've now done <laughs> which you know jokes on jokes on you for doubting but jokes on me for listening you know <laughs> um and then i actually started kind of youtubing back in 2013 or 14 i uh i i got to go to e3 and i filmed the whole thing i made like videos about i did reviews i did it all on green screen i had like i made all the videos i like actually created a catalog of videos that I never ended up uploading. I didn't make the channel. I didn't post it anywhere, but I was actually doing the stuff hmm. years in hmm. advance, not around animation. I hadn't really found my passion for that yet, but around just things I was interested in. I was making vlogs. I actually did travel vlogs because I like I got to go on a trip, documented it. So anyway, just that thing of it looking back, it makes a lot of sense how I got here. Did any of those videos that you make ever see the light of day on your channel? Uh, some, some of them went unlisted and I'd like show oh, yeah. family or something. It was oh, like, yeah. oh, how was your trip? I made a video here. Just yeah. wa watch that. <laughs> well, what about the, e the, old, the old E3 ones? Did they ever mm -mm. get rid? No. Oh, man. I actually even did an, uh, an interview. Did you see those? Yeah. The first. Oh, gosh. That video was terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Great. I'm sure. Oh, no, just bad. <laughs> I really thought I was like, oh, this is going to look great. Like, yeah, I yeah. didn't understand lighting. Like, I was yeah. it's, it's just bad no but i actually did an interview when i first got into animation i interviewed my um the head of our 3d department at the community college that i went to 
Um, and he was an animator for many years and then started teaching. And I interviewed him. I'm like, I want to start this YouTube thing. Would you be interested in like interview? And he was my first interview and I still have all the footage. I never released it, but it was actually a good interview. <laughs> Dig that footage up, but you should, you should totally, you should unearth some of these old gems. I think if people will get a crack out of it right about now, you, you, you'll cringe, but I'm sure everyone else will eat it up. Cause it's, it'll be, I mean, cause obviously you've, you've come quite far since those days. I mean, you've got things figured out, so it'd be kind of just funny at this point. I was actually talking about uh, digging up some of my old drawings from college just to put on the stream, just so we can all laugh at myself. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. This for me is yeah. the quality. No microphone, yeah. no yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't yeah, think I, was... I, don't, I don't think he's biting folks. I'm trying, I'm trying, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a, a recurring theme with most that we have on the stream of why did you get started? What was the motivation or the inspiration? And in, in, which is basically, well, I solved a problem that I had. I was looking for this. It didn't exist. So I did it. I was looking for this type of service. It didn't really existed. So I just created. So it, it seems that, you know, scratching your own itch of whatever uh, you are frustrated about or don't understand why it doesn't exist already and just do it seems to be the the starting point to uh, so many uh, projects out there. Um, I would ask from, uh, from your side, because uh, there's a big difference between streaming and, you know, the pre-recorded uh, video or interviews and all that. Um, I mean, on, on our side, that's something we've discussed with Brent. It seems that streaming, it's almost like, well, it's live and we cannot control it. So, you know, we're going to be <laughs> prepare just enough and let's see yeah. how it goes as when it's pre-recorded it's almost like there's a little analysis paralysis of oh my god oh i need to make sure and then you re-record yourself like 20 times just to make sure that it's perfect uh how do you see those two and is there one that you prefer than uh the other um which one do i prefer that's hard because i like the polished youtube video something i can say like this is mm -hmm. done like it's not perfect it's not the best thing i've ever made but it needs to go up and it, i'm calling it finished mm -hmm. go and then you get to kind of sit back and watch the response to it that's mm -hmm. fun um it's also nerve-wracking at times but it's exciting <laughs> however i find that when you're doing that type of thing that mentality of perfection can very easily creep in and force you to re-record and re-record and keep working and keep trying and never decide it's actually finished whereas if you're doing live stuff you just like you said you just throw it at the wall, see what sticks. And then often you don't even mess up that much. Like when you're live, like I can't talk this succinctly. Like I haven't messed up talking hardly at all. I can't do this when I'm recording a video. Yeah. So what the deal, what's the deal? Like I'm exactly the same way. So crazy. So I love that about live that you can just kind of go and it usually yeah. just works and flows. It's interesting when you try to kind of repurpose it. I found that Live often doesn't translate to recorded mm -hmm. just as it, like, it's so much about the experience of the viewer. Like anybody who's watching right now, if I pause and go, and then I start talking again, <laughs> it feels a little odd when I draw attention to it, but it also can feel pretty natural because it's just conversation. Yeah. You can't do that in a video. The pacing yeah. feels off. People have it on the second monitor. They tune out immediately. And then you start talking. They're like, wait, is still going? And then they close it. Like, it's just, this, <laughs> it's very it's weird. It's, it's sort of like the, the expectation is different from an audience level, right? Like they, 
they, I mean, the other thing too, of course, is the interactivity of an, an actual live stream can be fun, right? So it's, it becomes more of a social event and hanging out as opposed to it being like um, something that you're you're watching to gain information. You know, like I think that's one of the main differences like expectationally from uh, from an audience, I think. At least it is for me. Like when I watch a live stream, it's because I kind of just want to be part of that that conversation in some way where the other one is like, no, no, if that if that video is not giving me that what I'm looking for, then I, I go to the next one. Like it's quite as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting when you're like watching, like I've done this where I need something on to do whatever I'm doing and I can't put on something like too engaging, like a movie or something, because I'll just sit there and watch it. Um, and so I'll put on an old stream like, oh, like I'm this person's not live, but I'll just put it on. And occasionally, like, something will happen, and you'll be like, oh, I want to, like, oh, it's not live. Dang. But, yeah, it has that, like, <laughs> intrinsic, like, communal, you're in it. Even if you're watching it after the fact, you're like, wait, oh, it's not live. Oh. But you felt like it was. It mm. just feels different. Yeah. Um, coming back to the, um, the, 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 the content or the very early days when you, because that's very interesting that you, you've been convinced by your friends or peers that, ah, no, you, it's not a good idea or you won't be able to, to, uh, to do it, to eventually do, do it. Was there any sense of this anxiety of pressing on the upload button at some point? Or was there any stress of, oh my God, how am I going to be perceived? Uh, was there a too high level of self-awareness that created stress to put yourself in the uh, open? Or was it more just the entire, you know, from creating the work to the editing, to putting, to monitoring how it's going on and, and, and so on? There was definitely, there was definitely like upload anxiety and it's funny, like I'd say like, yeah, the, the self-awareness thing, but also like complete lack of self-awareness is kind of needed as well. It's like, oh, like I'm going to do this. How is it going to be perceived? Like there's that whole thing of like how or whatever. But then at the same time, like I waited two, three years to make this channel or however long it was. And then finally decided, yep, my quality has reached its peak. I'm ready. And those videos are terrible too. Like I had no clue. So it's like, I, you're, you kind of have to be blind. Anyway. Yes, um, super upload anxiety because the whole thing was just like I was basically just starting the channel by telling my story about like, hey, like this was what I was like as a kid. This is the kind of stuff I did in high school. Like my first videos are me sitting on a couch looking directly into a camera and talking like this just very casually. <laughs> I hadn't figured out stage presence. I hadn't figured out how to emote. And I just sat here talking, telling my story about my life and how animation was interesting, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like me sitting there talking and hoping, like, I hope this is interesting to somebody because I'm just talking about me. Yeah. So yeah, I was terrified to upload those videos. That was awful. <laughs> but back then, I think because there was no one else doing it at the time, there was nothing to compare me to. Luckily, like the platform had a high standard, mm. but what I was doing was new. So yeah. I didn't have to be very good to hmm. get people to kind of relate, I guess. Um, now I think if you started, you'd have to have a little bit more personality, not a ton. You could still do it that way, but um, it was easier then a little bit, luckily. How, how was the, the, the growth from the first video that probably just had a few dozen <laughs> views or maybe a hundred at first and eventually ramping up? Because I mean, as the quality of the content is going up, the, the, the viewers are going up as well, but 
as more viewers, you kind of feel obligated to create better content. So those are kind of feeding each other. So how was the, the, the progression at first, maybe the first six months or first year uh, to, to get what, where you are today? That's a good question. The first, I think the first, how long would it have been? I think the first seven months or so, I, I toiled in obscurity, right? I, uh, <laughs> I worked and I didn't, I mean, I, I, I was surprised at how many views I got. I got in the hundreds of views. Uh, I don't think I ever cracked, I don't think I ever hit a thousand, but my videos would get four or 500 mm. views. And that was shocking because I didn't have a following of any kind. I didn't have <laughs> like hardly any friends in animation. Like I didn't come in with any advantage of like, I don't know, any, any way to, to get a head start, I guess. Um, and so it was just like pure organic growth, got four or 500 people kind of built a little community of that. And then I'd ask them like, Hey, like, what do you want to see? Da, da, da. And at that time there wasn't a lot of pressure. I also wasn't taking it very seriously. It was such a side thing. Um, I wanted to be making consistent content, but I just wasn't that much of a priority. Um, and so I actually made a spreadsheet. It took me too long to find. I, I made a spreadsheet at one point because I realized how long it was taking me to actually like make videos, but I wasn't putting in a lot of work. And I made the spreadsheet where it was just like the video name, title, it was my, my attempt to be organized and manage my mm -hmm. stuff. And that's how I began. <laughs> and it was just a Google Sheets document where I had a few basic formulas. And I would say like, I went into my folders and I was like, what day did I like record the media? What's the timestamp of the footage? And then when did I finish the video and upload it? And it was always like a one day difference. It was like I'd film and edit a video in a day. But then I wouldn't film another video for like two or three weeks. And so mm -hmm. the time between videos was just like these giant gaps of time. Um, anyways, that was before I really took it seriously, but everything kind of changed when I made, um, I forget the, the exact title, but it was bringing the live action. It was the, if anyone's seen the picture of me sitting on the couch playing video games yeah. with the animation yeah. mentor character, yeah. that was kind of the video that put my channel on the map as far hmm. as like it went super viral. I think it's the first one I saw, like, to be honest with you. I yeah. honestly think that was the first yeah, one. Yeah, probably the same. So for those that would not be familiar mm -hmm. with it, uh, what was the content? Uh, and why, in your opinion, did, a, did it took off compared to the others before? I have no idea why. It's one of the worst <laughs> videos I had made at the time. I was, it was, I filmed it, it at three. Oh, it was bad. I filmed it like yeah. three or four in the morning. I had like bags under my eyes. My hair is all crazy. <laughs> it was, I was trying a different thing with the video too. Like instead of shooting with the good camera, because I had my nice camera that I didn't know how to use, I, I'd normally shoot. I try to put like a background and stuff. This one, I literally just took a webcam, stuck it on like a tripod, <laughs> and put a black sheet behind me because I was like, oh, I'm going to try a tutorial, but I'm going to put my face on the screen because that wasn't a very common thing. And I didn't have a green screen. So I was like, I'll luma key. Like, I'll put like a dark background and mm -hmm. I'll just key out the, the darkest values. <laughs> so I ended up as this little like tired looking ghost on the side of the video, just like, today we're going to do this thing. <laughs> for some reason that video took off and i was That's upset so when it went i think viral, it was the, i was mad it was the practicality of it i think i think it was like everyone is like it just it, it, it seemed like something that anybody could theoretically do and make like a fun like photo of themselves doing something with their cartoon version of themselves. I, I think that really is why i think it's like it transcended beyond the animation sort of world and went into things that anybody would be interested in seeing like how is that done because so many people that like people who don't animate they don't know any of this stuff so it seemed like probably a very accessible because it wasn't like an animation tutorial it was like just how do you pose a character in 3d and then how could you then maybe photoshop that into a into a picture like that it seemed more accessible i think 
I mean, yeah. I, that's my that's my attempt at trying to figure it out. But I think that that's probably has something to do with it. I think that's what, that's what everyone thought it was going to be. But I can see from the watch time of that video's analytics. Yeah, they were disappointed very quickly. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the big general consensus. Oh, that's of the funny. Thing. Like, I thought here thinking this would be easy. What the heck is this? Like, because everyone realized like, oh, I'm not just going to Google, finding some PNG and then dropping yeah. it in. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of work. You, yeah. Everyone was all so upset. Like, why would you do all this? Blah, blah, blah. And like, where do you think PNGs come from? Somebody has yeah. to make them. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about that. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This isn't, you know, this isn't drag and drop stuff. So people were upset. That's, that was the kind of the that's general, funny. but enough people clicked it and yeah, that's stuck it. around for the first two minutes that it, yeah. YouTube didn't really care at that point. <laughs> they, they, hmm. they stuck a lot around just enough before getting like pissed off and leaving that it made it viral. That's cool. So it's interesting. I, I, even if arguably the, you're happy with the content, it, it might've been the title, the, the thumbnails that just hit just enough curiosity by enough people spent at least two minutes mm. they, which means that the algorithm just said oh that's something that i should push to other people and then it's just like and that was the uh, the, the beginning of it pretty much but it also took four months for that to happen it was weird mm. i posted the video and i think september or november or something mm. somewhere around that time yeah it didn't go viral until february that's it mm. youtube is such a weird weird beast it's like no one really understands exactly as soon as you think you know how it ticks it's like no yeah. and do something to surprise you and what happened after when you realized that oh shit now i have a spotlight <laughs> on myself uh it's now or never i imagine there was a little bit of this feeling of okay it's my shot because most probably <clears throat> my next video are going to benefit from this extra exposure and i could kind of use it or it was not even on your radar you thought it was a one uh, one thing that would never happen again um there there's three things. There was pressure, but it wasn't like, I wasn't disillusioned by it. Like I knew that like a viral video is kind of a random thing that happens that you can't mm. really control unless you're Mr. Beast or Mark Rober, but yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and you're just really, really good at making them, but really good. Um, I knew that it wasn't something that I could really do again on purpose. It was <laughs> especially cause I hated that video so much. I was just like, Oh God, this one, of course. Well, We'll see if that ever happens again with a better video, but I don't know. I'm counting, not holding my breath. There was a new pressure once that happened to, I guess, I don't know, like it wasn't to keep making stuff. It wasn't to make better stuff. It was sort of like the things that people wanted to see. That's what it was. It was the bigger my channel got, the more I wanted to, the more I started, started aiming to make the stuff that people said they wanted, except most of the time, people don't know what they want. You just have to make a thing and then hope it resonates and then they end up liking mm. it. Like you can't expect people to tell you the videos that are going to work well for your channel because they came for what you have to offer, mm. not for what they are requesting. Even mm. if sometimes like I'll make a video, people are like, I'll oh, make this video. And, they ask and then nobody and they ask watches it. it. And then nobody watches it. Nobody yeah. clicks on it. <laughs> Classic. And, and maybe that's my fault for not making the, the title and thumbnail sexy enough, but I try my best and it just doesn't, like, you know, I'll, I'll message that person. I used to do, I used to actually message the people who came up with oh. the video. I did say, Hey, the video is here. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> I did that thing you asked it, asked yeah. me to do. So damn, you better damn well watch it. And yeah. And I, then they I, don't I, anyways. Most of the time people are like, Oh, great. Thanks. I don't know if they ever saw it, but one person mm. I like made it, didn't do it. And then like months later, I was like, Oh, by <clears> the way, like I did make that video. Cause yeah. they commented on another yeah, video. Yeah. Like, did you ever do it? Like I did. You can go click yeah. my channel. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, thanks. 
I saw that one. I didn't click it. I'm like, you asked me for it. You even commented a second. I don't Why know. do I even bother? Uh, By the way, I, I've always appreciated your thumbnails. I think they're really fun. I saw, I think the latest one, I think the latest video, you, you might have put another one since I saw this, but was the, uh, you know, an animator tries Unreal for the first time. And you're like this, you're kind of like, it's like your, your face is being melted, like right as the arc style. Like it's, it's so, so funny. I haven't watched that video yet. It's, it's my what to watch later list. Sorry. Yeah, I'd say most people do indeed just one faster horse until you can actually bring it. Hey, look, it's a car. You have no idea what it is, but trust me, it's way better than what <laughs> it's you... It's way faster. <laughs> it's way faster and more and more convenient. Mm -hmm. uh, is there some videos that you that were earlier, like your favorite videos to, to do? Do you have your own... Uh, preference in terms of the content mm. that you create that you might be like okay this one might not reach an insane number of but I just really like to do those definitely um, I even made a little playlist on my, I don't think people really go to my playlist no one really uses those on YouTube unless it's like music but I use them to categorize my videos just so mm. I can find them later because I have so many well I don't have that many but I don't want to dig um, mm. and I have a playlist called like some of my favorites which is just where I put some of them but I, I generally tend to like the ones that I like unlocked a new like level of production or I tried a new style or I did something different. I'm like, right. oh, that was really fun. I really liked the way that came out. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of those videos don't get that many views, which is a bummer. Um, but yeah, like I put out one today. One went up this morning, actually. It was a sponsored video with NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. I had one like a month ago where I did that. I think it was on the, the Twitter, but I did one like a month ago with like the AI Terminator face thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just put out one today that's basically like previs workflows. Um, some stuff I learned at DreamWorks that I had forgotten about until four years later today or three or <laughs> however long. Um, but I really like today's video. It, it's a different format for me. It's a little bit more kind of narration, time-lapse, B-roll. There was like, because I actually filmed the whole kind of production vlog when I was trying to make it. But mm. the footage like didn't work because it was too loud and I had music and copyright and I couldn't deal with that. And like there were issues, so I had to kind of adapt it. Mm. And what it turned into, I ended up liking. Um, mm. I have a Disneyland video that's like super B-roll heavy. It's like all this beautiful footage of Disneyland, which I watched several times. Just like I turned off my sound and I just would put it on mm. during COVID because I'm like, oh, Disneyland, <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> awesome. So you mentioned that there's no necessarily a correlation or actually an inverse correlation in between those that you uh, liked uh, yourself and the number of views, uh, then which one would you say are, uh, is there a recipe that you can say, oh, here's my top 10 videos and they are all sharing those different aspects. Is, is there some similarities uh, between all the most successful and most successful quote unquote in terms of the numbers of views, not necessarily those that, uh, that you prefer preferred yourself? Not really. Um, I think if I were to look at my channel off the top of my head, the most viewed video is that one that went super viral. And when it went super viral, I keep saying it went super viral, it got like seven or 800,000 views in like a month or, or two months or something. Um, at this point, it's like two or three million views. Like it's just continued growing through the years. Um, and that one has nothing in common with the one after that, which I think is like a 2D animation software tutorial review type thing. It was a sponsored video with Adobe actually, which ended up working out pretty well because at first it didn't do that well. And as the sponsored video doesn't perform, you're like, oh crap, like they yeah. paid me for this. 
and now it's like okay well that worked that video turned out pretty well so hey i'll take it but then all the other ones after that it's like there's a t couple tutorials in there there's like a tech a tablet review like huh. there's kind of no consistency no pattern Interesting. No. That's frustrating, I'm sure, for someone like you from your perspective, because it'd be nice to at least see something that'd be like, oh, wow, that, that you start to see the, the matrix, like apparently Mark Robers and the Mark Robers and the beasts of the world or Mr. Beast of the world have clearly somehow figured out how to decode. But I guess it's uh, I guess the search continues. It's you're still dealing with a little bit of that. You follow your heart and make the videos that you'd want to watch and then just hope some of them work and, you know, knowing that some of them are going to work as well. Is that basically yeah. the strategy at this point? Pretty much. There are some things that I know I can do to boost views and to mm. get more clicks and stuff, but I often don't. It's a mix. We're like, sometimes I know, oh, this title would, like I had a, an alternate title for today's video <clears> that <throat> I think would have performed a lot better. Um, I didn't have an alternate thumbnail, which is probably why my thumbnail is what it is. I wish I had an alternate thumbnail. I couldn't come up with a better one. But um, I had a better title and I knew it would get more views, but it also didn't feel authentic. It didn't mm. feel... It felt mm. you have to be careful with clickbait. Yeah. Like you want people to click your stuff. You have to word things in a way that's like, ooh, that's really appealing. And I want to know what that is. But you also have to deliver on that. Yeah. And then and you don't have to deliver exactly as people expect, but it has to be close enough that they don't feel misled or yeah. like they've wasted time. Mm. And that's kind of what I was afraid of with the alternate title. I was like, eh, it doesn't really mean what I think people will think it's gonna mean. Audience perception is a big mm. thing you're kind of trying to play when you're making the things. And so the video is not doing great, unfortunately. So everyone watching should go watch that video. <laughs> the other title probably would have helped, but I don't think it would have been right sort of thing. Hmm. So it's almost as if, you know, you're losing a bit of trust currency by, okay, it's going to do better now, but I'm going to lose, yeah. I don't know, 3% on all the upcoming videos because even if I have an appealing title, there's a few people that will remember that <laughs> they were disappointed with this one. So it's... Uh, it's interesting. Once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, someone says this one. Let me check. I'll tell you if it's the right one. Oh, it's not working. I can click it. You Probably. can't. Let me try just copy pasting it. I'll copy paste it. There we go. That's the one. That's the one. Thanks, Sonny. <laughs> See, that's the interactivity of live stream. Boom. Oh, you have crap, your answer. I can't click on it. Doesn't let me click on it because it's because uh, in, in chat when I try to click on something it shows it on the uh, <clears throat> on the uh, the stream like this I can't actually click on links I'll check it later <laughs> there we go uh, how do you not necessarily the where is your inspiration coming from because I'm pretty sure that you have a list of ideas of how but how do you decide okay the next one is going to 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 be this is it purely okay, it's been long enough, so I feel that I should do this one. Is it because, oh, I feel like I want to do this one? Or is it based on the feedback or, uh, or request that you receive? How, how do you choose your next video? When things are going really well, it's sometimes based off like audience stuff. Like um, the next video I'm working on is about smears and duplicate limbs and stuff, a video I'm super excited about, but wanted to do it for years, never really got around to it. But somebody in my Discord was like, can you do a video on smears? And I'd done the demo on Twitch so many times. I was like, I can do a video on that. No problem. It's been three or four weeks since I started <laughs> that video. It's almost ready, but I still have to, it's, I'm hoping this week, if not, it'll be Monday. It's coming very quick, very soon, but, um, <clears throat> That's, a, that's an exception to the rule, that it came from a direct request. Usually that doesn't work out so serendipitously. Mm -hmm. Is that the word? But the, uh, 
usually, unfortunately, it comes down to just like, which one do I have time to make in a day or two? Um, if I'm always kind of playing this game of catch up where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like today, great example. I posted a video today. The timer resets. Like I want to get another video up as soon as possible. I used to be on a two video a week schedule. I'm right now struggling to be on a one video a week schedule because of some of the stuff I'm working on. It's just taking my focus. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, I want to be doing one video, one video a week just because that's I want people to know I'm still alive and making good stuff. And so video went up today. I've got seven days. What can I do in a week? But I'm not filming today. Like that's another thing is like, my, like I, I need a haircut. I just showered not long ago, which means that the headphone hair is going to be real, which means like I will not be able to film today unless I reshower, which I'm not going to do because I've got other work to do. So it's like these different circumstances kind of dictate how my schedule is going to go. And since I can't film today, what about tomorrow? Well, tomorrow's a meeting day for me. I've got meetings all day, so I can't film tomorrow. So can I film Friday? Like, ah, it's iffy because this, this, so it kind of ends up being this thing where I get several days into the week and I'm like, I need a video to go live in like four days. I need yeah. editor time to work on something. What can I film now with very, mm. very little prep work? Cause I haven't had time to prep. What can I do format wise that my editor can just kind of take and run with it because <clears throat> we don't have time to like figure out a new thing. And, uh, and so on. So that unfortunately is usually how I pick my videos. It's just like, what can I throw together? Which I hate because all my best ideas I'm saving until I have time, but I never have time. Yeah. So I never do my best <laughs> videos. It's very frustrating. That's, that's interesting. We had, um, Brenda and I started a stream a couple of weeks ago. I think last week was, uh, yesterday was actually uh, number eight. We, we do this weekly Q&A that we take questions from the, uh, uh, from, from chat. And one of the questions that we had yesterday is how do you keep your motivation to, to, to persevere? And I'm pretty sure that's something that you have to deal with as well, because sometimes everything goes well, you're inspired, you have time, you showered, you're motivated and you're ready to go. And there's other weeks that you're like, uh, can I just put my headphones and animate this week? I don't feel like they're doing any of this. Uh, so first of all, do you experience those uh, dip in motivation? And if so, do you have any tricks that you kind of use to re-motivate yourself? Because, you know, the show must go on. It happens on an hourly basis. I'll have days <laughs> where, you know, I'll wake up. I'm like, I am pumped. I'm going to film. I'm going to have a great day. And then I wake up and it's like, I can't jump right into work. I need to like eat something or I need to do something else. Like, like, oh, I need to take the trash out or who knows. Something comes up. I'm like, okay, do this first. And in that hour that it takes me to come back to my desk, I come back. I'm like, oh. <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to. Okay. Let me just, oh, that's a lot of emails. No. Oh, that's a lot. Of... No. How about, oh, I thought I was farther along or I thought that looked better. No. <laughs> now what? Yeah, it happens constantly. Um, and the, I always tell people an answer, and it's a real answer, but it's not always the way I go about it. The thing I try to do, and what I tell people often is like, you just it's your job. You show up. You got to push through. You got to do it anyway. So you got to sit there and go, oh, I don't want to. Let me just pick the, <laughs> I'll just pick the easiest one. I'll start with that. And then you just go. So like, yeah, at times you just kind of push through it. But that doesn't always work, especially when you're like filming. Like I have done that with videos. I've done that where I'm like, I have to film. I have to film a video today or I have to go on stream. Like I've done that too. Streaming, they can tell. That's the worst part is like, <laughs> yeah. you look tired today. I'm just, <sighs> <laughs> but 
it doesn't often work very well when you're filming a video because the energy just like when you're like it just it feels off like my smears video i actually like the video a lot but i kind of was having a day when i filmed it like i was it was late it was it was just a long day i finally filmed it i thought it was great and i reopened the project last night to kind of peek at it and the energy is just kind of low and I'm like, i gotta refilm half this now um and so it doesn't always serve to push through sometimes you do need yeah. to do other things and for me that's gaming like gaming is the thing that i'm like i i'm taking three hours like no one's gonna die in three hours because of what i'm like not doing so i'm just gonna like go over here i'm gonna play god of war which i've now finished um good job go do this go do that and sometimes you just you just take some time and you're like i'm gonna go decompress yeah. and commit to decompressing because if i like sit here I'm not going to work. I'm going to like yeah. watch a video and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to like kind of halfway relax, but I'm not actually going to feel good about it. And so at the end of those couple of hours of wasted time, I'm not going to be any better off. I'm going to be in the exact same position of like, I'm supposed to be working. So I just say, you know, mm. screw it. I'm not working right now. I'm going over here and I go over there. I enjoy it. I'm like, ah, oh, I feel better. And then I can come back and I can work. So you yeah. have to like draw that line. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I think there might be this perception from the external world that, you know, those like you, when they see you, you're always, you know, fully energized, you're smiling, you're on the video, you're this and that. And they're like, oh my God, how, how can they be constantly inspired and motivated 24 seven? It's, it's amazing. But no, that's, that's, that's not how it goes. I definitely relate of, okay, what is the smallest task I can accomplish all right i'm going to go finish the dishes let's see if 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 i check this task maybe it's going to bring a little bit of motivation back and and eventually worse comes to worse if nothing works for you it's video game for me it's just music i'm like okay i've been procrastinating for two hours doing all those little small tasks i'm not as motivated as i should be let me put some music that's going to put me in, in the uh, in the mood and usually it's a good mood uh lifter for uh for me what, I don't know. Um, how... Let me, let me jump in with a question here. What do you um? What are you playing these days? If you so, you just finished God of War. What's next on the on the queue? Um, well, I have two like levels. I have three levels of gaming okay. that I need to do. There's like the I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play games, which yep. is rare, but it's yep. when I like I need it, and that's the mm -hmm. God of War. That's um, what did I play? I I got a PS5, so I play, and I haven't had nice. a PlayStation console since PS2. Oh wow! Console. So okay. I. I missed all the good. So I, I played Spider-Man, played Miles mm -hmm. Morales, um, God of War. I have started Last of Us, but I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. So that's the one the where... first one you're going through right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's been months since I've actually gotten to play it. And I okay. keep wanting to, but there's just not time to yeah. like get into oh, the zone. I'm so jealous that you're playing that for the first time. That's so cool. Are you playing I'll the remastered it. one, I guess, right? On the PS5. Yeah. yeah. And I've stayed away from all spoilers for all these years. So Wow. Um, that's I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very, I haven't played I, the second one yet. It's on my list of things to do, but it's it's like you. I don't want to. I don't want to half-ass play it. I want to like when I have actual time because I know that I'm just not gonna be able to walk away. I'll play it like for for three hour sessions for sure, and so I need to be able to like dedicate some time for it. But exactly, and so that's yeah. the thing where like that's why I have the different levels. It's like if I can game, yeah, then that's on my list. I haven't had time for a while, yeah. So then it's like okay, well then there's like the bedtime or the travel games like my Switch where it's like oh like I I just got um. Stardew Valley, which everyone has always talked about. I never played it. And I was I was on a trip and I was like, I need something for the plane. Um, so I got Stardew Valley, super fun, super casual. I don't play it that often. Um, and then the last level is just like the complete like throwaway game. Like yeah. the, 
uh, rounds is right now the thing. I'm like, I have 20 oh, yeah. minutes. Okay. I'm playing rounds. And it's just like this, your little yeah, yeah. spheres and you pick the cards of like the, it's fun. If you don't so know easy it, to pick up it. and so easy to put down. What yeah, was the, it's like five bucks. What was the example game that was in the middle category? Uh, Stardew Valley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Super casual. It's, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was another one. Uh, Dead Cells. That, I oh, yeah. That's, cells. that's in that category. So good. Yeah. Rounds. Yeah. So, uh, so easy and... to just pick up and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that's they, kind they, of my... Sorry, this game, this game crack. They, they they crack the code of how make you feel super, uh, like really good very rapidly. Uh, it's yes. a it's a masterclass of that. You, you've played for half an hour and like, oh my god, <clears throat> I, I'm killing this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start over and over and over and over. But it's uh, so good. You game. stream mm -hmm. yourself playing games sometimes, don't you? On your stream? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. It, and that was really out of kind of burnout more than anything that yeah. was literally me running out of motivation saying i cannot be creative on command today i'm going to play video games and you're either going to stick around and hang out or you're <laughs> going to leave because it doesn't suit you but yeah, i'm yeah. not going to change my decision because of yeah that. That no that's cool though because i mean it gives just... people it also gives people a chance to hang out with you in a completely different way right like just watch you blow off some steam rather than entertain the masses right i, yeah. I was you just hinted at something that was gonna be my next question which is like this you know, the YouTube burnout, which is like a real thing, right? And a lot of YouTubers suffer from this because of the, um, and you've, you've pretty much painted that picture, right? This idea that it's, there's always, there's always these videos you want to make, but they never seem, never seems time because you're making the videos you need to make. And it just, after a while, it just starts to feel like you're just chasing after your own tail and uh, people burn out uh, because it's, it, it seems like it's such a dream job. Uh, which I'm sure it has as many perks for sure. But I mean, it, you know, there's a, there, it, there's a strange pressure that gets built because now you have a community of people that are kind of some of them even expecting new content, right? Especially when you start getting like Patreon and you're start having people join channels. It's like, suddenly it's not just kind of just for fun anymore. It's, it, it is like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a job aspect to it. And like, have you ever like, like, how do you, how do you avoid this from happening? Or, or like, have you, have you ever run into is, you know, points where you literally did be like, ask yourself, I just, maybe I just need a, like a vacation from this. That's actually what I did with the streams. I haven't streamed what is it, July? Oh, God, it's already almost August. Um, last time I looked at the calendar, it was like April and or March or something, and that's when I streamed last. I haven't been on Twitch <clears throat> since March or April for that reason. Um, I basically got just kind of, there was a huge pressure every time I'd go live. And, um, yeah. you know, some people didn't mind. They just kind of like, yeah, do what you need to do. Some people would show up and like, hey, you opening Maya? You opening Blender? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Today? Like, what, what are we yeah. making? What, what, is, what are we animating? Like, you're not working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was an enormous pressure pressure to have to come on twice a yeah, week and turn sure. on. Like, yeah. And it was always the same thing. Like, I'd be up till 4 a.m. the night before working on stuff because, like, I'm not going to have tomorrow to work. I have to be streaming. Yeah. And since I always do creative streams, those streams can take eight, nine, 10 hours easily where I'm like yeah. working on a thing because I'd like to actually finish a thing <clears> or get close. And so, I'd be tired, I'd wake up, shower, go right to the stream, like start yeah. going, have to, you know, I'm an introvert. A lot of people don't know that. Like I'm super introvert and yet I have this kind of on camera, not that I'm a different person or like, I just, I just pull out all the, the energy for when I'm on camera because mm -hmm. I'm a very energetic person, but I thrive when I'm alone, not mm -hmm. when I'm mm -hmm. in a group of people. So that was a lot of energy. 
every, twice a week and having to be creative and all that stuff Absolutely. and having people show up expecting me to be working on something all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. Some, it's important we talk about these things, though, because I just feel like, you know, it's it's easy. People don't know, right? Unless you've made a channel before and you have the kind of numbers that you're pulling in as people watching and the kind of pressure that sort of comes with something like that. It's like people sometimes I feel like it's it's healthy for that for for fans of of YouTubers to to just put things back into perspective, just to understand that just the, the level of commitment and time and energy that gets put into these channels, it's uh it's it's a lot. You know, and I'm, and I'm sure that most, if not all of your your particular community appreciates it. But um, there's a difference between appreciating it and like connecting with it and like quite, you know, empathizing with it. Because it's, uh, you know, if because I used, you said the last time we talked about this kind of stuff, you're like, it's kind of fun because you don't usually talk about the actual streamer aspect of your 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 kind of day-to-day -day operations. It's sort of like it, it's usually talk about things that you did stream about as opposed to the actual mechanics of making them. So it's, I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I think it's kind of uh, a good eye-opener for people. Yeah, that's actually something like, I kind of want to start making videos about making videos, yeah. but, you know, that's, it's, that's it's one of those things where it's like, that comes with its own pressure of like, oh, yeah, the YouTube algorithm knows this person, then yeah. I put on a fake mustache and they go, we don't let you, we don't like you anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Alpha Gaming, what's, what's his name? I always forget his name for some stupid Harris? reason. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, Harris Heller, is that his last name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does great videos, but like he, he's exactly doing that, right? A lot of his videos are dedicated to helping other people start their own streams and their channels. And then, but he also does professional like game streaming as well. Like that's sort of like he's a, he's, he's, a, he's got a decent following in that respect. I wonder if, if he got even bigger after he started doing the, because I don't know what he was like before he was doing this sort of the, the, hey, I'm here to help you like start a stream kind of videos. Like, oh, that's was, what put him, yeah. No, that's I, what put I've him been, on the map, huh? That was his, his niche. Following... Yeah, I've been following him since before he blew up. Okay, I've been, interesting. I've been around since the beginning. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that was the thing. I even met him at uh, TwitchCon. I, okay. um, I talked to him a little bit about it. Not very long. I don't like know him super well or anything. Mm. But the, the he basically, he'd been trying to do, I mean, he and his wife did Vine before. Yeah, like they had yeah I remember that. So he's got experience with it. But he didn't really have a following Yeah. until he kind of cracked off of gaming. It was like, he became the stream doctor. He became the guy yes. who helped people with their streams. And that's yeah. what kind of, Interesting, you know, huh? his channel grew and then his, his own stream of course. grew from that. And mm -hmm. so backwards to what he was probably thinking was going to happen, but it, but it's fun that he just, it's, it's just mm -hmm. a good, a good example of someone who just doubles down on what's working, you know, which yeah. is like kind of probably what you've been doing all along too. Trying to. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I'm curious. So do you have any thoughts about is switch because he went from Twitch and now is uh, streaming with uh, YouTube live. Uh, is that a question that you ask yourself, which platform am I going to uh, to use or that not really something that you're concerned with uh, so far? I'd actually been thinking about that, making that switch or I'd been considering that switch you know, months before Harris did it, because I think he also was thinking about it for a long time. Um, I had a yeah, similar he, kind of thought. Process. And he made it very public that he was switching and what was the reason why he, he, he was switching, which was very interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to have made the switch um, for my own stuff. I'm still playing with the idea. I'm actually considering it still pretty strongly. There is, because one of the big things is like I have built the majority of my business on YouTube. Like it's, that's the source of pretty much everything. It's my biggest platform. It's my most active platform and it feeds everything else. Um, and it's kind of that mix of like, 
I used to go live on YouTube every now and then, usually to bring people over for a 24-hour stream because not everybody knows that I would stream on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also hard to get people to switch platforms. If they're there watching YouTube videos, to have them click a link, go over here, potentially make an account, follow, like learn the terminal, like that's a lot. Um, and so the conversion was better than most because my videos got a lot of people to be like, I want to see this, and they'd come over. But it's still a conversion. Like it still takes, uh, it's a very small number of people who actually like watch the videos compared to who come to the streams. And so there's a lot of benefit. Every time I would go on YouTube, that's where my audience already is. So when I go live there, they just click my name and bam, I've got, you know, eight times the follower or eight times the viewers than I normally do on Twitch. But the, the, the pros and cons of each platform, it was Twitch felt right. I don't know if Twitch will always feel right. I kind of think we have to kind of, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm waiting to see kind of what YouTube's going to mm. do, what Twitch is going to do, mm. if they're going to change anything. Because there's a few features that I really love on Twitch, but then there's a few things that like, you know, it's just the, it's comparing like, do I put all my eggs in one basket or do I take a hit to diversify? That's sort of the, the game I play. Quick question, because you probably know the answer to this question. You, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Twitch, when you, when you kind of level up in Twitch, become affiliate or a partner, you, I think you just recently became a partner on Twitch, yeah? I've been a partner for two years. Oh, wow. Okay, geez. So basically, when you make Great. the decision to become affiliated or partnered with, Twi uh, with Twitch you are no longer allowed to simultaneously broadcast to the other platforms. If you're doing a Twitch stream, it needs to be Twitch only. So this is one thing I find is kind of annoying because, um, you know, as these other platforms start to develop um, and you want to try some of those out, the only way to really do it is to only try there. You can't sort of suddenly double dip because they don't allow it. I guess they, I guess they just watch for these kind of streams and they sort of strike it down when it happens. I guess someone, someone must be policing this in some form. I don't know how that works, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a review board or something that it has I mean, to be. Some but, of it must be automated, but so the, um, the question that I think that you might have an answer to is: Is it the same the other way? Does you if you is, is there like some sort of partnership status with YouTube streaming, and that like do they have an exclusivity agreement if you if or is it just Twitch that does this? I think it's just Twitch because there's a contract you sign when you become a partner. Yeah, um, there's an actual document. Yeah. Now this is the fun part. I hope no one from Twitch ever watches this because this is a benefit for us as okay. artists. Um, the contract is wrong <laughs> that they send. They don't customize it. Um, I have a lawyer. I have an attorney that is specializes in streaming and YouTube and that kind of stuff. Um, and when I first started working with him, I sent him the contract. I'm like, Hey, like I just signed this. A <laughs> it was bit a ago. bad idea. No. Like, Lawyers love that. They already signed it. So yeah. can you please check it? Yeah. 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 Am I am I screwed or what? Like, just tell me. Not what you want to do. Yeah. I didn't know him yet, and uh, <laughs> I sent it. I'm like, hey, like this is my partner contract. These are some of the ideas I have. Mm -hmm. What flexibility do I have? And he was kind of like, you can kind of do what you want to do. Like this contract doesn't really apply to you. Um, the default partner contract of Twitch says. Your game streams have to be on Twitch. You can't do gaming streams anywhere else. Uh, but I don't really do streams. gaming streams. So interesting. It's like they probably never updated it for like the when like it's probably from a long time ago mm -hmm. when it was mostly just gaming anyways, before like in real life chat sort of streams started becoming a big thing. Interesting. Yeah. And so that's one of the things where like technically when I would go on like I know that when Harris used to do the same thing, he used to um stream on YouTube for a little bit people over yeah. twitch and unlist that stream that's right he had a specific clause put into his contract so he could do that 
he mm. worked that out with Twitch. Um, okay. I never had to go that far because the contract just never applied to me in the first place. I even brought yeah. it up to Twitch when I went to TwitchCon. I oh, yeah. made friends with some of the people at the company and I was like, hey, like, I think I had two or three things I was asking about that were just not in there. Like, uh -huh. I was like hey, I want to do these animation analysis. I don't want to get DCMA'd for like putting clips on stream, but I want yeah. to be able to break them down. And they were like, you do what on Twitch? <laughs> so exactly. Everything I did kind of went under the radar or yeah, like yeah. went around their current stuff. It was just such a gray area. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But, <laughs> but yes, ultimately like it, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to use restream or something, which I'm, I know we're using that now and it helps people on all the different platforms, but as a branding thing, if someone were trying to make their own stream, I'm not a huge fan of restreaming different kind of multi broad like I think I think it is better to pick a place and mm. have that be your thing. Unless like you guys are doing like it's kind of your website is the main place and then you Yeah. Like that's that's your hub. That's the place exactly. where they can know to find you and then you're also yep. doing this. Um mm. but for individuals, I think it's it's better to pick a place anyway. Mm. Well, then it, your community all lives in one spot. Yeah, like I totally agree. It, and... Of course, it begs the question, why don't you just double down on YouTube then if your main platform is YouTube and they're offering streaming-like services? I guess just because it's because I feel like they're still playing catch-up with Twitch, so they don't have all of the fun bells and whistles quite yet. I guess that yeah. could be... It's like a different experience. They, there's yeah. some stuff they're missing still. I think they'll definitely need to add. Yeah. Um, the vibe in the community, it's it's like a different, yeah, totally. a different feel for the audience. It's a different feel as the streamer. It's yeah. just a different platform with different pieces mm. missing. Yeah, It does have the viewership, but um, there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. it, I, however, I haven't really, I don't think I publicly announced this yet, but I, I'm doing it this week. So, hey. Why you not? heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm making a second channel, which is... Ooh. Kind of a stupid idea when you think of how underwater I already am. But hey, there's so much stuff. What's that another I... channel at this point, right? To drop in <laughs> yeah, the bucket. This is, you put them on. Um, and it, it's a, going to be a place where I can do, because there's a lot of stuff that I want to do with YouTube. And this comes back to, to David, your original question of like a long back with the, like the pressure of like a viral video. Does that change? Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff I don't feel I can do on my YouTube channel anymore both because I've kind of, I don't want to mm. say pigeonholed because I'm not like yeah. stuck in this little area, but there's a zone I belong in on YouTube now. It's what people have come to expect from me. It's what I am known for. It's my brand. It's like, oh, it's all the pieces. But there's more to me than that. And while I wouldn't change what I have here, like there's just more I want to do. And I don't feel that adding it to the channel would be good for the channel. Mm -hmm. um, like there's game stuff I want to do. There's like... I don't know. There's there's a bunch of ideas I have that they just don't fit. Right. And I need another place for it, and I don't yeah. have anywhere to put it. So make like channel, a, a miscellaneous just, channel just for whatever you want. It's like that's of, the whole yeah. point. <laughs> it's just going to be kind of the place where if you're like, yeah. I really like all this stuff. I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's more <laughs> behind the scenes, different things, right. and yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. You're talking about branding, and that's a topic, a theme that we've been discussing over the last few weeks as well. Um, you also mentioned that you know you're considering your, yourself more of an introvert, and it's surprising uh, how many people in our industry that we feel that whether they are streaming, creating content, putting themselves, going on stage, having those directing positions that are actually uh, uh, introvert as well. And a, for those that might not know what, it's not that you're shy. It's just that uh, I've read this great description that was like, yes, that that sounds exactly how. 
uh, we feel that introvert, extrovert are going to start with an average, you know, level of energy. And the more they interact and talk with people, the more energized they're going to become. Introvert is the opposite. You start with your your energy tank is filled, and the more you interact with people, the more it decreases. And at some point, like, okay, I I just need to go alone for a few hours, and I'll, I'll be back. You'll be fine. Um, you were talking about uh, uh, branding. Does it feel weird to you at some point to have to brand uh, yourself because it's kind of part of the uh, of the work because branding yourself it's almost like okay how am i going to present myself to to the world under the uh, uh, spotlight so does it feel weird to you and how do you approach personal branding which is a necessity when you're a youtuber or you know online personality or however we want to to call it yeah it's definitely weird Um, it took a lot of getting used to and like figuring out. Luckily, I had a little bit of a, a kind of starter experience. Like my wife is a YouTuber and she has been for longer than I have. I saw her with her channel um, for a couple of years before I started mine. And so we had actually, we, she, but I was helping and being useful. Um, she had rebranded. Like that was the thing where like her channel was this and she ended up, she didn't like it. And she wanted to change to this. And that was, that, that's hard to change what you've established mm -hmm. into something else because you have to change everything you're doing. The viewers have to understand that. A lot of them unsubscribe because they don't want the new thing. YouTube's algorithm, like there was a lot of stuff that went into that, but we basically rebranded her channel, changed everything, da-da-da. Um, and so I got to kind of see what it was like to have hmm. a personal brand, to see what it was like to have a channel centered around yourself and then to refocus it and what does that mean. And so when I started my channel... It was with an understanding of like kind of how to like draw a line between this is my personal life that I don't share. And then this is the personal life that you get to know. And then this is everything else that I'm just going to openly share. And you kind of have those levels. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like we actually tried travel vlogging for a while. When, we, when I quit DreamWorks and we went into travel, we tried to be travel vloggers. And um, that was the thing to do back then. We <laughs> attempted it. We were terrible at it. But it kind of brought this level of awareness of like... Like, how much do you share? Like, we would film everything, but it's like, okay, well, that's our street name. I got to blur that and post, like, you know, little things like that all the way to, like, I look really stressed in this video and I'm ranting about this thing. Like, I think it went, we made a video once about, like, how much we hated Spirit Airlines. And uh, <laughs> we posted it. And then we looked back and we're like, that's maybe not how we want to present ourselves. Like, what if someone comes for the first time and like, oh, this is a rant channel. <laughs> like, this is... They don't know us. They don't know our, our background. Like, let's delete that. So I don't know if that answers any of your question, but personal <laughs> branding wise, like. No, it's, it, it's, in, how, how would you decipher the, uh, so what would you say is real surveyed compared to the survey that is presented to the, uh, to the world? I'm much more edited in my content as far as like, I think people always think like, oh, he probably He says he's an introvert, and then he comes on camera. Like, he's probably more calm. And like, I'm, I'm more kind of zany in, like, life. Like, the, it, it's, if you look at my old videos where I'm just sitting there, like, talking to the camera, blah, 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 that was not me. Mm. Um, that was me not being comfortable in my skin on camera. Yeah. And over time, I've gotten more, like, the whole, <laughs> right? All the things. <laughs> That's me. And giving myself permission to act that way on camera and to just kind of own it 
takes time and like that's the part of me that that is authentic like when i leave the stuff and run around and i'm just a goofball like that's just that's who i am and so that's the part of the personal brand that like it's very easy to cut that stuff from videos because it's filler it kind of wastes time like it people often want to click the video get to the information because a lot of my stuff's information based it's educational and so it's tutorials and so there's not usually a lot of room for that um and so I've been trying more and more to let that shine through because that's the stuff people like, but it's also the <clears throat> stuff that people leave because of. Mm. And um, mm. it's that mix of like, do I cater to the analytics and the watch time of like, give them then the information because you know, YouTubers are wasting our time with these seven minute intros and blah, blah, blah. Or do you say, screw it. Like this is my channel and my videos. I'm going to make this the way I want to make it. And it's fun. If you don't like it, go watch it somewhere else. That's fine. Do you, but this is what I want to make. And so it's kind of finding that balance. Mm. Mm. It's interesting that it started almost as a, you know, not a fake shy version of yourself, but, you know, a very contained version of yourself. It's actually as you get in more comfortable with the medium, the process, getting in front of the camera and all that, that you actually allow yourself to present. Uh, I'm sure there's definitely, you still want to, uh, as you said, create the kind of personality, the kind of positive message that, yes, we all rent that time, but is it really how what you want to you know project to to the world maybe not so there's definitely some self-editing but it's just very interesting to, to see that from your point of view it's by getting comfortable with the medium and the process that you can allow more of yourself to be present on the camera even if you uh choose which part of yourself uh, so it's still super genuine it's just that you get to decide which genuine part do you uh, put out there and which one do you leave on the side because you feel that it doesn't represent your brand or what you want to share with the uh, with the world. Yeah. Super interesting. It also gets really tricky with live. Just yeah. because you don't have the opportunity to edit. So things yeah. will like slip out or like something will happen or like or like for me, like I, I like to share. I like to talk about stuff, but then sometimes I realize, oh wait, I'm not actually ready to talk about this yet. There's a reason I haven't told this for the mm -hmm. first time. And so I'll be like, oh I have this actually, never mind. <laughs> 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 then you hope you stop there because if you're like oh actually i have these really no there's like okay there's like seven no i can't talk about that and like you just you know you don't want to do that it's real-time self-editing i mean it, it's mm. part of the beauty of of, of streaming you, you you feel the censorship <laughs> that you put on on yourself mm. um what the exactly that's what that button's exactly. for for sure <laughs> Hey, uh, we're we're we got 15 minutes left. We should probably go to Q and A if that's possible. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, we, unless Dave, you had one more just, thing you want to bring up. No, I mean yes, of course, many things, <laughs> but we're just terrible at trying to keep half an hour. So let's let's yeah. let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, I'm just gonna pick. Um, I'll, I'll pick Petar's because he just dropped one. So we'll go ahead and just ask this one here. Question. Have you thought about having a day job and then doing YouTube on the side? Sort of like what JD does with much less pressure of appealing to the algorithm? Well, I used to have that. That's what I started my channel. I was working at DreamWorks as a trainer. Mm. That's where I began. Yeah. And I decided to go full-time on YouTube to see what I could do. Um, unfortunately, so much of what I'm working on is not on the YouTube channel. So most people think he just doesn't post very often. Why doesn't he have a, like, he doesn't have a full time. What's he doing? Um, but there are some developments to come, some interesting changes I'll be making in the next couple of months that I think are going to really revitalize the, the YouTube channel in a way that supports what you're asking. Very Ooh, diplomatic answer. Wow. 
Brent, Brent you need a, a sound effects for 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 this when he's dropping dumb bombs like this. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one. What do I got here? No. I'll take it. Why? Thank you. Thank gosh. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I um. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. Now we're all you know, now we're all going to be sitting here on the edge of our seats trying to figure out what's going to happen next. That's me going. I have just no wait. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it. That's you just did it. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> I like to call it season two of the YouTube oh, channel. Nice season two. That's a good way to put it. Season is it's uh, goes it, it it's nice it fits tidily alongside sort of like gaming culture. I think people will get that. I like it. Um, okay, so yeah, there. I guess that's the answer. So you used to. So you're just going in the opposite direction. You started with um, a job doing this on the side, and then you're just like, "Wow, I'm kind of really interested in seeing what would happen if I were to kind of double down on that." And that's what you did. It's kind of nice because we can see the, you know, like that the evolution of that. And by the sounds of it, maybe even possibly a bit of a course direction change uh, at some point, depending on what's actually happening behind the scenes. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows except for you. <laughs> I'm looking for another one. Um, by the way, if you guys are asking questions, I'd love it when you put Q uh, and colon in front of it because it makes it really easy to pull out a chat. So if you're looking to, to ask a question, then that's a, a good way to do it. I, I know I, there, was questions. A, there was so many questions and I just, because chat's been very active. I saw a few pop up, but I don't remember what they were because I was like in the middle of talking. I was like, oh, a question. Man. I interest you in our latest sponsor, Raycon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You mean the wireless Look, earbuds that are comfortable and da, da, da. if if anybody you didn't ask ask a question before, just ask it again right now and down in the bottom chat. It'll make it a lot easier for me because my old man eyes have a hard time picking them out unless there's a queue. Oh, here's one right here. Whew. Saved by the queue. So is gaming sort of like your mind palace to get away from the noise? Definitely. It's uh mind palace. I never heard of that term before. <laughs> It's it's like the thing, gaming for me, I'm a very like, I don't know if empathetic is the right word. I'm like a very engaged viewer, audience member of anything I consume. If I watch a movie, I want like, like do not talk to me, lights off. I don't want to glare. On the, like I need to sit. I want to experience this film the way it was meant to be watched. Like that's how I like to take <clears throat> stuff in um, if possible. So when I play a game, when I watch a movie, when I do anything, I want to be immersed in it. And so when I play a game, I really like connect to the character. Like that's me on the screen. And so um, gaming for me works really well because if, if I'm Kratos and I'm running around, like I am that character, I don't have a task list of 58 things to do. I don't have a deadline in two hours. Mm. I just have this boss to kill. That's <laughs> great. It just simplifies things a little bit. Gives me a little moment of escapism. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm exactly the same way. I, I will typically go play a game. I've been playing a little bit of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sad to admit that I've been playing a little bit of World of Warcraft again for the first time in millions of years. <laughs> and just because I, it's been like years, like li literally years and years. And a friend of mine kind of piqued my curiosity. And next thing you know, I was in there playing around a little bit. It was, it was fun. It's a nice place to disappear for about an hour or two. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard to find the time. The, the nice thing about World of Warcraft is, is it's, even though it feels like it would be a lot of time, it doesn't have to be because you can, there's so many things to do now that you can just be like, oh, I'll just spend an hour doing a couple quests and then just feel like I did that. I just kind of, you know, just got to disappear into a an, an make-believe world for a little while before I go back and kind of do some things in the real world. And um, it's, uh, it's, it is a nice escape. 
for sure. It's sometimes, you know, if you, I used to have a really big problem where I wouldn't know when to stop and I would just play for hours and hours and hours. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll still do that like on, on a weekend or something like that. I'll play for like three hours, but it's, uh, I don't, I don't usually allow myself to do that anymore, which is kind of sad because it's, it, I miss those days of just literally just waking up and playing a game, like literally all day. Like I used to way back in the day, but I have another question. Um, here we go. Um, this one is from uh, the oh oh that's not the one I went meant to put but this is part this works. Do you have do you have to research quote unquote for your animation tutorial videos? Have to rewatch other things, uh, refer to your school notes, or re 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 read books, or do you just work from your big old brain? Um, I'm a genius. I don't have to look at anything. No, there um, you go. <laughs> I it's a mix. I generally, usually I can remember enough of the stuff and I might have to sit in Maya for a little bit and kind of refresh myself by doing, I'm more of like an active participant in the research process where I'm like, let me see if I can do it again. Um, but there are times where I'm like, crap, what was that thing? And I have to go dig up notes or something. Usually I can just do it. <clears throat> and that's, and that comes back to the whole thing about like, what video can I knock out in, you know, a couple of days, I usually will kind of make an outline to myself of like, what do I remember? And I'll work on that for a few days, kind of give myself time to prep. Um, but there are several videos that I haven't done yet that require research, and that's why I haven't done them yet, because I haven't had the time to actually dig through, come up with stuff, make it better. Um, so the ones I usually do, not so much research, but some I have planned require mm. more. Which is maybe one of the reasons why they haven't been made yet, among and not having the time as, as a, a, another good reason as to why they... I, it's funny because you always refer to these videos that you want to be making, but you never seem to be able to do it. Yeah. Um. So this is the one I wanted to post. This one is um, this one gets us into the into the political muddy waters. Um, so creatively underscore bad wanted to know what you thought about Adobe joining the Blender Fund. I actually have a lot of Adobe thoughts. I'm actually working on a video right now about Adobe and their kind of stuff in the 3D space. Mm. Um, what do I think of Adobe joining the Blender Fund? I think any company joining the Blender Fund is a good thing because Blender being free. Any company that gets involved just means more good stuff for everybody. Mm. I don't think there's a downside to that. Um, like I think just yesterday they announced or they released their um, their Blender plugin for Substance. Mm. So if you do texture work and you work in Blender, you can now natively do that. Um, which kind of gets into the whole thing about like Adobe and their 3D products, which I, that's not the question. But <laughs> I I definitely I actually have uh, I reached out because uh, I have some contacts at Adobe. And I reached out to Adobe for, for comment on some of the substance stuff, if anyone's following that, and their 3D decisions and pricing structures and different things. And they were very nice. They answered my questions. And um, I don't know. Adobe is expensive. They make great stuff, but it costs a lot of money. And you can tell that some of the decisions made are the higher up decisions made for money. But... You know, I have a I have a video tackling kind of the pros and cons and stuff coming mm. up. But anyway, I think I think that the the general fear is just like what does it what does it mean for the future of Blender? It's not like they bought Blender; it's just that they joined the fund, right? So does that oh, yeah. does that what does that mean? It means that they have shares in Blender somehow. Like I, I don't even know what it means to be joining the fund. Oh, basically, it... just means they're they're contributing financially to the development of Blender. Um, okay, presumably it... so that there's compatibility. Some crossover. The okay, got it, got it, got it. That that yeah. would be pretty cool. I mean, like, I, all I know is I was a little sad when they bought Mixamo and then they sort of just 
let Mixmo sit there. I mean, it's been cool because it's sitting there free for everybody, but it does, but it's not developing. It's just sort of sitting there, sort of frozen in time as this thing that could have been amazing that now just sort of sits there kind of derelict. Um, I know it's because they took a lot of those features and brought them into some of their own Adobe features. Like I think their character generator, which I think mm-hmm. is called Adobe character now, they, 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 they were interested in taking pieces of it and because it all used to be there on Mixamo. Now the only thing that's there is their auto rigger is still available, which a lot of people don't know, but it's, it, it is. You can upload a character and it still goes through the whole, and if you've never used their character generator or sorry, character auto rigger before, you should because it's unbelievable. The fact that you could just in screen space tell it where the joint should be and it does such an amazing job. The only, my only complaint was and, and still remains, which is why it makes me sad that it's not developing anymore, is there's no roll bones or anything like that. So you're going to get really old school like 1980s style rigs with like candy wrapper wrists. But anybody who knows anything about rigging knows that they could go ahead and save out the, the skin weights, add a couple of influence objects to make sure that you can get a, a bunch of um, decent uh, roll bones in, in the forearm and sort of reskin that area. And then boom, Bob's your uncle. You're good to go. So it does like 90% of what you need in a, in a pretty good way. So you should check it out. But yeah, I'm just sad because I thought it was, it seemed like it was heading in a really interesting direction. And, um, and then it just sort of stopped and now it's sort of just stale. Big companies have a, t- a tendency to do that, unfortunately. They, and so I think that's probably the fear. But by the sounds of it, if they're just contributing funds, then that's awesome. Yeah, I th- them joining the fund, I don't think is any negative for anybody, which is a good thing. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it because they they're just trying to build the ecosystem and hopefully be part of the party by making sure there's some cross compatibility, and then everyone gets something out of that. Adobe gets something out of it. The people using um, Adobe products get something out of it and people using Blender get something out of it. So not a lot of downside of that. Uh, Brent, there was a question. Uh, hmm. That was from Sonny Muthrija. Uh, it was all okay. back and Peter actually put it back. So as you try to find it, uh, Sir Wade, how does your schedule affect your sleep pattern? There is oh. no pattern. Um, if left to my own devices, I become naturally nocturnal. That's something that I found in college to be a fact, just because it's hot in the daytime, it's cool in the nighttime. I'd rather be awake when it's cool and when it's quiet and there's not a bunch of notifications. That's always been an issue for me, um, <clears throat> communication-wise. So I tend to be a night owl, but um, work-wise, I mean, I like to tell people I work from 9 to 3 every day. And they go, wow, 9 to 3? And I go, yeah, 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. There's no sleep schedule. And because often that, that window shifts. Like last night, I was up until 7 or 8 in the morning. And so then I slept until 15 minutes before I got on here. And I'll be awake for the rest of the day. And I'll work probably until 2 or 3 in the morning again. So, it, it, I mean, it affects it. I don't, uh, there's no off switch. That's the thing when you do this kind of stuff full time is like there's really no end to it. You can, you can make yourself a schedule, but you also can work forever. And is it something that you feel that is a challenge or on the other side, it's like, this is perfect because being a night owl is my natural rhythm. And this allows me to be more in sync with my natural rhythm. It has its pros in that way where like, if I need to do something at a certain time, like there's nothing that says I can't, but it is. I often have this conversation with my wife where we kind of like, we look at things or we look at commercials or like a TikTok or something, something happens and you see someone like, oh, I'm just, we're out on the porch watching this and, you know, enjoying the the landscape. And it's just like, wow, what it must be like to like have a normal life where (laughs) you're off at 6 PM and you can enjoy your evenings. Like we don't experience that. We're just, we're work, we work all day, all the time, nonstop. We don't take breaks. We don't take vacations. Like we take breaks to not burn out. 
and those breaks are a couple hours long or we take a little day trip here but then we're shooting content mm. and so it's like we're always on mm. and uh it's what we've chosen so it's not you know yeah it's, it gets rough <laughs> it, it, it's super interesting because i'm pretty sure that the vast majority of those that have nine to five job are looking at you know youtubers and uh, other like freelancers or anyone that mm -hmm. doesn't have a fixed schedule and like oh my god that that's the dream yeah and on the other side you're like yeah that's the dream that you work all the time yeah. and stuff and you have no vacation <laughs> that, that, that's what the dream exactly. looks like <laughs> yeah I, guess. I struggle with this too a lot it's it's it's, it's like it's like the it, it just feels like there's always something you can do right there's always a big yeah. list of things that you could be doing um and and it just feels weird not doing them like it's like it's just because there are things that are important and there are things that you know that you know if you spent some time doing you could so you don't it's hard to not I, I just i i always have had this problem i just tend to kind of just get buried in the work and um yeah but it, it you know there's other like the, the cost the cost usually is that you don't have this you're not synchronized with all maybe your friends or even some in some cases your family it's that that you know there's an asynchronous asynchronicity there that um there's a there's that that you know that is not always the greatest you know but um it uh, requires a little bit of trickery and balance that's for sure yeah. yeah i think one of the the big plus if if the con of this existence of what i do if like if the con is you work all the time and you hope that you enjoy what you do even though there's parts that you know you're not going to the flip side is <clears throat> the harder you're willing to work the more opportunities you're going to be given like that's not always true in a normal job you can mm -hmm. work like super super hard but there's a cap to how much you're going to earn or there's a cap to like, you know, there's like a timeline you got to fit. There's other people, there's structure, like there's rules and doing this kind of stuff. There's kind of not some people are able to work so hard that they just create amazing opportunities and then it becomes worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the biggest challenge when you have your own brand or you have your own business or you're having your own project, it's an infinite uh, yeah, infinite game. There's no, totally. there, there's no boundary. You could literally work 120 hours. No one is stopping you, and yep. you know that the more you put into it, the more. So it, it, it's sometimes it's difficult to try to not live too much in the future and not yeah. burn yourself to create a better future for for, for yourself. Exactly. Uh, and try to have at least one feet in the present and remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that's the only real moment now. So I need to do all those things, but I also need to enjoy this journey because otherwise I'm going to wake up at 70. I, I will have I will be completely depleted. I will have <laughs> not put at good use all those years that has uh, a lot of energy and motivation. And now I'm bitter about it because I overworked my, myself. So that's a, and, you know, I, I think that those that have, very boring, unfulfilling nine to five job might say, "Oh yeah, that's like that's not a real problem." Uh, <laughs> but you know that, that that's something that you need to be yeah. uh, careful because it's very easy to burn out when you know that there's a direct correlation between the number of hours you put in and the success yeah. of future you exactly. at, at some point. Exactly, yeah. it goes back to that conversation about just task lists right like it's like you know it's it, when you when you when you have your, your youtube channel with all kinds of big plans and aspirations you have your own business um or community like what we're trying to build it's like there's always 
always going to be something that you could be doing. Always, always, always. There's never, there is never an end to the list. There is there, no, there's no off switch. There's no off switch ever. So you have to choose between getting that next big thing done that you're going to feel gratified for, that the community is really going to like, or, you know, choosing to just turn off and play a game or, you know, spend the afternoon with the family or, you know, you know, now that bars are actually open or restaurants are opening back up, maybe going and God forbid, having a, a drink with a friend on a terrace. Like, it's like, it's, you have to choose to do those things. It's not like, you know, it's five o'clock, you know, the doors close and you go home and then you just pick one of those things to just do naturally. It's like, you actually have to choose to walk away. And that's, that's uh, not always an easy thing to do. That's for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're working with like some of the companies I work with are overseas. And so oh, yeah. I'm like, ah, end yeah. of the day, they're like, time to get up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Email time. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, if you can get to the point that you, you, you don't feel guilty of just having to just relax, it's a great place to, to, to start. That's for, that's for sure. Um, I, it, we're over time. Um, do we have time for one last question that just popped up that I think is interesting and then we can end the stream. Do you got the time there, Sir Wade? Yeah, I've got a buffer. I've Sweet. got time for some more questions. Let's, let's do, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more here. All I like, right. I like the, I like the name of this one. Sleep yeah. deprived <laughs> animator. Yeah. I almost, I almost feel like someone Perfect went segue. and made a new account just for the effect because <laughs> it's totally on point. It's like, we got their attention. Uh, question, any advice on how to navigate the social media aspect of branding and how to keep out of the dark side of social media, the dark side. Mm. I'm assuming. So, sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What do I have for this one? <laughs> well, I have the dark side. Um, <laughs> that works. If you get too close to it. Oh yeah. Let's see. To clarify, since you're in chat, to clarify by dark side of social media, like, are we talking about like, I don't know, like, getting canceled for doing something bad? Like, I feel like that one's pretty easy to not do i don't think that's what you mean yeah or it's like dark side just being clickbaity and annoying mm. which one is it i while know you, still while you just clarify i will i will answer take the first a crack question. at it to to navigate the social media aspect of branding um annoying he just answered annoying or he or she answered annoying ah they oh okay yeah um it's easy to get kind of overwhelmed by like if you if you want to kind of have a personal brand and you want to do stuff on social media and you want that to be part of your job, there's so much constantly happening. Like, I mean, that's why I don't look at my phone. That's why I don't check notifications. It's like, there's so much going on constantly. Like it could be someone trying to get a hold of me. It could be a work thing, or it could just be like, Hey, like this new thing just came out or this is being released or this new company exists or this person shared this or this company's hiring. And like, there's all of these things constantly happening on all these different platforms and on top of the consumption side of it, there's also like, do you want to post on all these? Like Instagram has reels. Oh, they're not a photo sharing app anymore. Like that's news for that. And then, you know, YouTube has shorts and then TikTok. and like, da, da, da. there's just so much for producing and for consuming. Yeah. And you know, there's live streaming and all the different platforms and all the different things. Um, you have to be very careful of a number of things. You have to, kind of, as we said before, you have to balance like your mental health with it. Like I'm for, for people who, who spend as much time on social media as my wife and I do, we are consuming from them shockingly little. Um, our screen time on our phones is like maybe three hours hmm. where like a lot of people, I think it's more than that. And really those three hours are usually posting or research. We're yeah. not usually on them 
for enjoyment because that's work. Like Twitter, Instagram, these are workplaces for us. They're not like, like, oh, just go scroll. <laughs> if we just scroll, we're, we're, our mental health is going to take a dip because we're going to see all the great content this person's making. Oh, look what this person's doing. Da, 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 da. And then you get into comparison and you, you have to avoid that. So you don't want to feed into that and you don't want to be hurt by it. So you just have to try to focus on what you want to make the best you can and just focus on the good creative stuff. Don't clickbait, like kind of, as I said, like try to just make a good community, make a good thing to solve that need of what you kind of started for and don't lose sight of that. Um, which one actually, something else I thought of something you asked earlier, David was about kind of like the pressures of, <clears throat> of things. That's actually something I spent a lot of time. One of the biggest pressures for me is since I am one of the kind of earlier people to be doing this on YouTube for our industry, I'm trying to set a good example because eventually there will be lots of us. There will be tons of people on YouTube and Twitch and all these. It's growing now, but it, eventually I feel like it'll become like every other industry saturated on the platforms. And I want people to have good examples of kind of blueprints to follow. Should I be able to do this? Should I not do this? Oh, well, this is what Sir Wade did. Let's go with that. And I want that to be a good solution. So for me, a lot of the pressure of how I do things is based on looking to the future and trying to there's a lot of stuff I had great ideas of like, this would be a great video. I want to do this. I want to make this. But I feel like if someone else were to also do that because they saw me do it, they wouldn't put maybe the same level of thought into why I did it the way I did it. Mm -hmm. And it could end up being a bad thing. And so I don't even do that idea, even though I know it could <laughs> be beneficial to me. Um, you don't want to start a trend. With great power comes great responsibility, Sir Wade. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, on that big profound note, um, <laughs> I think we should probably wrap up the stream because uh, it's ten minutes over. I don't want to take up uh, any more of your precious time. I'm I'm uh, honored that you, we somehow managed to be on that sort of organic radar of important things, and you um, ended up had, you know spending uh, uh, an hour and a, well an hour and forty five minutes with us actually. So well, plus plus another nine. So thank you, honestly, thank you very much uh, on behalf of the community. Um, it was awesome to have you. Hopefully we'll have you back again someday, someday down the road. It's always always awesome to hang out and catch up. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And yeah. thanks, everybody, for being here. I see a lot of familiar names and oh, yeah. I say familiar faces, but avatars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's Angels. definitely, I, I get the feeling that there's a lot of crossover for sure. There's a lot of people that are regulars in here that are probably regulars in your your uh, channels as well. So it's always nice to see that kind of crossover. It's uh, it's exactly what Agora community was sort of setting up to do is to try to like find a way of getting some of our people to discover people like you because you you make such great content. And, um, and I think they should um, know who you are and um, because they're probably hungry for something they might not have even noticed. Um, th this happens all the time in these streams, which sometimes surprises me that like, you know, how do you, how, like, how can you be an animator and like live on the internet? Like everyone does these days and not come across some of the personalities that end up on the stream, but, uh, but it, it happens. And it's always nice when uh, those, those connections can be made. So very, very yeah. cool. That was awesome. Okay. Thanks for, well, Wade, for being there. Please, please do enjoy the rest of your days. Gentlemen, um, are you going to do some sort of glorious exit? I might, I dare ask, do you need well, me to first, I'm going to drop my link to my latest video in the chat. Go, oh yeah. Go watch it. <laughs> Boom. Very good idea. Very good idea. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes, I like how you stealthily added joined joined our our conversation via Twitch for that wonderful little drop. Good stuff. <laughs> That's the one that just dropped today. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I'll check it awesome. out. I'll have to go back and grab that link from actual Twitch rather than this interface because I can't click on it. Okay. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, Sir Wade. Enjoy the day. Thank and, you guys. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. Thanks, everybody.
it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was amazing. That this is what happens when you click a little too fast. I'm just going <laughs> to let this moment li live a little longer so we can make it as awkward as possible before <laughs> you disappear into the shadows. Thank you, sir. Wade. I'll try that again. What out there you can do the game over at the very least. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> Bye, sir. Wade. Yeah, I suck. I don't know how to press buttons properly, apparently. Um, so uh obviously it was awesome to have Sir Wade. Um, he's got a bazillion things going on at any given time. I will never reveal my secret way of getting hold of Sir Wade in fear that other people may actually um um start uh, finding him the same way. And then it, I, what, what do I have? I got nothing. So um I'm glad that secret didn't come out on air. Um so yeah, thanks a lot for showing up today, chat. Um, obviously, um, lots of really good information coming out of that one. I really, th I think it's fun that uh, we can talk to Sir Wade about an aspect of his life that doesn't really get talked about that much. And I think that it's important probably for, you know, I don't know, just for people in general who follow people online. It, it's, it's, it's nice to expose some of the trials and tribulations that go along with um, having the dream job, as David put it. Like it does, grass is always green on the other side. It's obvious that he likes doing it. There's no doubt. I mean, he loves it. I'm, I'm sure he loves it. There's no way. But, um, but just because you love something doesn't mean it doesn't take a lot of effort and a lot of energy. So, um, uh, you know, I'm just glad that there are people like Sir Wade out there putting that kind of content out on a regular basis. And hopefully he doesn't get sick of doing it. Um, we'll see everybody, I guess, on the next stream. We do have one tomorrow. Um, I should have this up, but I never learned my lessons. So it's not up. Let me just take a look. Just trying to get the exact time. Um, no, it is Thursday. It's not tomorrow. So um, wait a minute. <laughs> tomorrow is Thursday. Jesus, I got to go to bed. Um, so tomorrow, the 22nd of this month at... 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. So it's a little later than most of our streams. We're going to be meeting with Stephen. Um, yes, I cannot say his last name. I don't know why. Why do I always get the guests? Who, I can't say their last names. U.S. Spio. He, he's one of the Animal Warrior um, instructors, and he's he's awesome. We had a good chat uh, previously. Um, he's got a lot of experience, and he's got a lot of things to talk about with regards to Animal Warriors. And we have a special announcement on that particular stream. So please do tune in. Um, we'll make sure that announcement goes on social as well um, in case you can't make the stream, obviously. But um, if you uh, show up to the stream, you'll hear the information, or you're, you'll hear the exciting news first, which I think you're going to be pretty excited by. Okay, so I will hopefully see some of you then tomorrow. Otherwise, I'll see some of you maybe on Sunday during our uh, free um, live streaming review um, on uh, Sundays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Talk to you guys around. Talk to you guys later. See you around. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, stay tuned and stay animated.